Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to read a passage from Galatians 4, and I'll, I'll admit this one's not in your lectionary readings. And so typically our rule of life here at Renewing the Center is to pick a Bible reading from the daily lectionary or the Anglican daily uh, Bible plan. But today I decided to jump off. We're about midway through the Advent season, and I felt that it was a, a helpful opportunity to reflect on some Advent time. And so we're going to read Galatians 4, beginning in verse 4, and then I'm going to pray and just share a few things that have been on my heart, maybe a few things that will help us think about these days leading up to uh, the feast of Jesus' birth to Christmas. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I thank you for these beautiful words from our brother Paul. I pray that you would give us the ears to hear today. And maybe, Lord, at this sort of midpoint, in the Advent season, that you would help us to step back and recalibrate our hearts and redeem time as we move toward Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So Advent, as we've said, is a time for watching and waiting. Um, The word literally means coming. It's a waiting where we prepare for the coming of Jesus. And during Christmas or the season leading up Advent, we Think about two comings, the first coming of Jesus, born a baby in Bethlehem, and then the second coming of Jesus when he will return for his church. So we think in two directions, if you will. And today I chose to jump off the lectionary because I really feel like it's important for us to engage in a very intentional preparation. And it also gives us an opportunity to reflect on something that I think is actually really interesting, really important, which which is Hanukkah, which is a minor Jewish festival um, that began just a couple of days probably before you're listening to this. Hanukkah begins on the 10th of December this year and ends on the 18th. And I'm just going to give you a little history on Hanukkah because I think you you should know about it um, if you don't already. So we're told in our passage that Jesus has come to us in the fullness of time in order to redeem us. And that is what Christmas is all about. If you are lighting candles in your home, if you're marking time as we navigate this season, you are uh, marking time toward the ultimate moment where God comes into our story. There is so much contained in these verses, but it actually focuses on how God entered into our story in the person of Jesus. And if we have eyes to see it, um, I believe the entire story of the Bible is right here told for you and for me. We're told at the beginning of the passage that God sent his son in order to redeem his children. And this needing to be redeemed actually speaks of a time when we were um, not redeemed, when we were living in bondage and slavery. And uh, the story picks up right 
in the middle of this larger story. That if God redeems us, that means we needed redeeming. That means we were in a form of bondage. And this is at the very heart, I think, of why Jesus came in the first place. My mind goes back when I think of being in bondage to Egyptian slavery. The, the story of the Jews involves so much oppression. And when they were being oppressed by the Egyptians, people in the Jewish story had lost everything. They lost their home, their ancestral lands, their family, their name in many respects were taken from them. They were given foreign names. They had lost a sense of place. And when you think about oppression, and right now maybe you're experiencing a form of oppression, maybe in your own life, maybe there's a bondage or a pain or something that just pushes you down and, and depresses you. Um, there's something really dehumanizing about oppression, or about slavery, a powerlessness, a feeling responsible to work, but powerless. I mean, that's that's sort of a, a, a definition of slavery in a nutshell. I'm responsible, but I have no power. I do labor, but I have no control over outcomes. Well, that's where the Jews were living. There are actually multiple times in Israel's history where they were enslaved or oppressed. It was a big part of their story. Actually, just a couple of hundred years before Jesus came, the Jews were suffering under the oppressive rule of an empire. And there was a man, Antiochus, who was a Greek king. He had led this empire to storm Jerusalem, and he murdered and enslaved roughly 80,000 Jews in three days. So I want you to just, well, maybe don't picture it. Um, it's too gruesome to probably linger on for too long, but there are stories in Jewish national history that said that the blood was so thick in the streets that it was uh, an overwhelming spectacle. The Jews lost their national identity. Antiochus prevented them from worshiping in their traditional manner. They were a broken and frightened people, and this was just a couple of hundred years before Jesus. And at that time, there was a man named Judas Maccabeus, and he led a shocking uprising and ultimately regained control of Jerusalem. And this is the Festival of Lights, Hanukkah. Judas was a Jew. He had lost his way. He had been oppressed. And yet he arose from within to liberate his people. The temple was rededicated and Jewish religious life was resumed. And the occasion of that deliverance was marked by what Jews celebrate today as Hanukkah or the Festival of Lights. Listen to what Josephus says of, of this experience of the sacking of Jerusalem and the work of Judas Maccabeus. Josephus, who is an ancient uh, Jewish historian, writes, Nay, they were so very glad at the revival of their customs, when after a long time of intermission, they unexpectedly regained the freedom of their worship, that they made it a law for their posterity, that they should keep a festival on account of the restoration of their temple worship for eight days. And from that time to this, we celebrate celebrate this festival and call it lights. Listen to this. I love this. He says, I suppose the reason was because this liberty beyond our hopes appeared to us and that hence the name was given to that festival. I love Josephus' statement. This liberty beyond our hopes appeared to us. That's what Christmas is all about. But we know the story. After Josephus' account after the work of Judas Maccabeus, Rome then came and oppressed the Jews again. And at the time of Jesus, they were languishing under Roman oppression. And Jesus came. See, Jesus did not come to the Jews and to the world during a time of security and peace. He came during a time of uncertainty and fear. Judas was 
called to rise up during a time of uncertainty and fear. And Jesus came as the ultimate fulfillment of deliverance. Moses, Judas, they were just precursors to what Jesus would do. And y'all, if you're not a Jew, if you're a Christian Gentile like I am, what God is trying to say to us through the beauty of this build-up to Christmas is that he too wants to enter into the darkness and the chaos and the uncertainty of your life as it is currently being lived and do something good. See, Rome is not the real enemy. That Greek king 200 years before Jesus, he was not the real enemy. The real enemy is what brings us back into bondage. See, Jesus came to turn slaves into sons and daughters. And as I look at my own life and maybe reflect on it now um, as I'm leading up to Christmas, and this is the invitation for you as well, where am I in bondage? Where am I not living as free as I could or should or God wants me to live? See, what we hear in Galatians is that Jesus came to turn you into a daughter, into a son. He came to move us actually beyond that. He came to move us from slave to daughter to heir. See, an heir is not just a child. An heir is a child that is going to lay hold to that which, that riches, those riches, the wealth, the name, the story that was her father's. That's what Jesus has come to do. See, our story, this story, is that God is moving you from slave to child to heir. So where's he inviting you to step up? Where's he inviting you to trust him? to move you into more and more of what he has for you. I believe that these days are the best days to ask those questions. And if you feel chaos and uncertainty, if you feel the swirl around you, I would say this is a perfect time to ask the question about what God's called you to be, how he's called you to step up and to believe in his work for you. Remember, at the fullness of time, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son to you to redeem you, to remind you that you are a child. And if you're a child, you are an heir of the king. I'll leave you with this African proverb. The daughter of a lion is also a lion. The son of a lion is also a lion. God has called you to remember who you are. And so I pray for my friends today. I ask you, God, that you, for you to give you, us, each and every one of us, the grace to begin to recognize that you have come to us to move us from slave to child to heir. And I pray, God, that you would help us to make intentional steps to believe you and work with you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would encourage you to go wherever it is you access podcast content and give us a review or a rating. Tell a friend. Help us to spread the word out. We'd love to get more people in on the good thing that's happening here at Renewing the Center. God bless. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things 
Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Thank you.